What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Hook and Ladder Sports. We present the fight show. This is me, Jake, from Hook and Ladder. I'm Dylan from Hook and Ladder. We're going to get right to it. This is a banger of a card, UFC 268. It's an awesome main card that we're going to be covering right now from top to bottom. I mean, right off the bat, you can just easily point out Covington and Usman, but you got other good fights like Chandler and Gagey, Thug Rose, and what's her name? Zang? Uh, Zang? Zhang Weili. Zhang Weili. And then on top of that, you got the legend Frankie Edgar going at it with Cheeto Vera. Yep. And then we have a uh, little featherweight belt as well. Uh, Burgos and... Uh, Billy Corntillo. Corntillo. Yes, Corntillo. I looked it up. Sorry, everyone. So, as we get into this, we're going to cover from bottom to top. At the bottom, the first opening fight on the main is a lightweight bout justin gagey the number two lightweight in his division dog yeah an absolute dog and then michael chandler number five both are coming off losses now we're going to get into the tail of the tape gagey at a record of 23 and 2 he lost to khabib in khabib's what would be his final fight of his ufc career and dustin poirier and dustin poirier Michael Chandler at a record of 22 and 6. Both are from the US. Gagey stands at 5 foot 11, Michael Chandler at 5 foot 8. Now, on the UFC website it says that uh Gagey weighs in at 155, but I'm going to I'm going to be assuming that he's going to be walking around at about 172 in the fight uh, after he makes weight and then Chandler I guess fights at 169 during the during the fight. The reach advantage goes to Michael Chandler at 71.5 inches, and then Justin Gagey has a 70-inch reach. Leg reach, 40 inches to Justin Gagey, and then 37.5 inches to Michael Chandler. Now, after doing a little bit of uh, studying up on these two uh, fighters, what do you have to say about this fight, Dylan? Um, They're both wrestlers, and they're both known for it. But Gagey, good backgrounds. Yeah, good backgrounds. Gagey has said that he doesn't wrestle to preserve energy. He says he won't do it. Yes. So he's picked up a great striking game, game which he has. Have you seen Ferguson? Come on. Great fight. Uh, overall, Gagey has 59% striking accuracy versus Chandler's 49%. So we'll see how good that is. I know Gagey throws those haymakers, and then he's wide open after. So we'll see how that affects it. Both also have uh, good kickboxing as well, too. Michael Chandler was lethal in Bellator. Um, It's crazy, uh, the opponents that Chandler has just faced. uh, Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Absolutely. Chandler's faced... uh, Oliveira. Oliveira. Hooker. Hooker. Um, So, Justin Gagey, obviously. Khabib. Khabib, Ferguson. Ferguson. Poirier. Poirier. You name it, he's done it. Yeah, exactly. Both... Very groomed uh, veterans in this fighting game, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to be expecting a dogfight. Uh, it sucks it's only three rounds. You put them in a five-round fight, I-, I could see a full five rounds from both of them. Now, um, Justin Gagey is definitely known for his lower leg kicks. Those calf, kick, those calf kicks are brutal. Um, what would you expect from Gagey right out, right out the gate, Dylan? Obviously, I think he's going straight to the leg. Straight Taking to it the out. leg? 
And then Chandler's going to try to wrestle, but I don't think it's going to work. I really don't. And I think Gagey's going to keep it at a striking game, and I think he's going to take it. He's powerful. They're both explosive, but I think Gagey has more. He can take more hits. As you, you've seen in Poirier's fight, you've also seen in Tony Ferguson's fight, they just dogs. They're dogs out there. So, quote-unquote, Justin Gagey said in the press conference that we're both uh, – we both fight the same. We both try to finish it in the first round. Yeah. But when I start throwing kicks – He's gonna turn into a wrestler, and I'm not gonna, and that's not gonna work. Not, no way. Now, I do see this. My prediction: I do see this ending in a decision, and I have it going to Justin Gagey. I want to say that uh, it'll be a it'll be a pretty dominant performance for the most part. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Gagey does finish it, though. If he does get the TKO, he would finish it. I'd say middle of the third round. The first two rounds are gonna. It's gonna be an all-out battle. Uh, the keys to this for Gagey is definitely, you know, like what he said. Just keep throwing the kicks at him. Keep throwing the kicks. Test his stand up. You know, keep him contained. Be patient with your striking. Like you know, you don't have to go completely at him right out the gate. See what he has to throw. Study your opponent first. Yeah, you might barely lose the first round, but that second round is gonna be Gagey's for sure. As for uh, Michael Chandler. You know, if he's going to go for the win right out the gate, good luck. You know, you're facing Justin Gagey here. But Michael Chandler absolutely is lethal with those kicks as well, too. I would not at all underestimate his striking. Uh, what do you what, do, what would you say are the keys to winning this fight for both fighters, Dylan? Honestly, for, for Gagey, he's got to watch his defense. As soon as he starts throwing, he's wide open every time. He throws that freaking left overhead, wide open. And I think that's where Michael Chandler could get him. But, I don't know. I think Gagey takes it late in the second round, KO. Late in the second by KO. Who would yeah. you say is the, uh, has the better chin here? Gagey. Gagey for far. sure? Yeah. Yeah. When Oliveira took care of uh, Gagey, or not Gagey, uh, Chandler. Chandler, Chandler's chin definitely did crack there. Yeah. Like, let's keep in mind, Oliveira's the champion for a reason here. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show Chandler was also putting up a fight too. He just got cracked. So, you know, this is definitely going to be uh, this is going to be a banger of a fight. I don't want to miss it for sure. Um, moving on to the next fight. So our our predictions, just right away, our predictions right off Justin the bat. Gagey. We both have Justin Gagey. I have Gagey by decision, unanimous decision. I don't really know about the score, to be honest, but I do see it as a dominant score. You know, that first round could definitely go to Chandler if uh, Gagey's being patient. You know, if he's just studying his opponent, keeping him, uh, you know, just contained, like letting him throw those kicks, letting him try to get those combos and stand up, you know, uh, not not letting him do too much. But, yeah, he's going to get popped a little bit. So Gagey could lose that first round being patient. But that second round, I feel like it's definitely going to be his. And then the third round will be his to take as well, whether if he just gets the best of uh, Chandler in the third or he finishes it in the third. Um, again, Michael Chandler, when he was in Bellator, they used to call him the mini Brock Lesnar. If you watch his fights, he actually just runs straight at you and tries to get the takedown right, right, right from the get, just like Brock Lesnar. So I think that might throw Gagey off, but who knows? I still give it to Gagey second round KO. And I'm sure that Gagey's wrestling has definitely been polished up. Uh, you know, you're obviously going to take a lot from a loss facing a legend like Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Uh, Khabib did say that the hardest puncher 
was Gagey by yeah. far. By far. He yeah. said that was the hardest puncher I've ever had to face. And Khabib did get rocked in that fight, too, despite ending it so early with the triangle. Yeah, early second round. So moving to the next fight, we have... Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantino. Tillo. Tillo. My bad. Already screwed it up. Featherweight. Uh, featherweight belt. Burgos. 13-3 record. Number 14 in his division. Billy Quarantillo. 16-3. He is unranked. unranked yeah. This is a huge opportunity for him. He's coming off a win. Burgos is coming off a loss. Both from the United States. Burgos, 5'11". Quarantillo, 5'10". Uh, Burgos... In his last fight, weighed in at 158, and then Quarantillo, 159 in that octagon. The reach advantage goes to Burgos at 75 and a half inches, while Quarantillo has 70 inches for a reach. Leg reach goes to Burgos at 40 inches, and uh, Quarantillo has a 38-inch leg reach. Now, here's the win-by percentage. KO goes 38% to Burgos, TKO 44% to Quarantillo. Submission, 38% to Burgos, 31% to Quarantillo. Decision, 23% to Burgos, 25% to Quarantillo. Very even. Very even, so that's going to be very interesting, that's for sure. Average fight time, 11 minutes and 37 seconds to Burgos, and then 12 minutes and 5 seconds to Quarantillo. Knockdown average, 1.08 per 15 minutes to uh, Burgos, and then 0.41 to Quarantillo. Going to be a very interesting fight. Dylan, what are your takeaways here? Uh, I know that most people don't know who Billy Quarantillo is. Yes. He's off of the Contender Series, Dana White Contender Series. Really? This guy has stamina for days. For days. Uh, No one's really tested his chin. I couldn't tell you there. He's got some power in him, and he just he, – he never stops. He's right in your face the whole fight. Shane Burgos, the same way, right in your face. But his last fight when he lost, uh, he did say that he's kind of worried about head trauma. Head trauma, okay. Because I think he's lost like three fights where he got really, just really rocked. rocked, really bad. So Burgos is chinny, but not chinny in a great way. Yeah, bad. And he's kind of scared. And Billy is known for just getting in your face and not leaving. So he likes to apply pressure. Yes. He likes to just right out the gate, like, you know, throw some combos. Um, He's a very accurate puncher. So this is very interesting. It's a very intriguing fight. The odds are even right now for both. It's a great opportunity for uh, Quarantillo to move up and become ranked. Um, Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Burgos is ranked 14 right now. Rank 14. He'd probably get a rank 15 if he wins. All in all, um, you know, I'm going to have to go with uh, Billy Quarantillo on this for the upset. Or I don't even know if it's – I'll call it an upset because Burgos is ranked 14th. Yeah. So I'll have Quarantillo by, I'll say, a third round – early third round TKO. Burgos gets cracked on the chin, and then it's just over from there. What about you, Dylan? I have the same answer. Quarantillo, third round KO. I think it could go either way. Shane Burgos is much faster. And he fights the same way. He's in your face. But I think Quarantillo can take it. And I think he has way more stamina. And Burgos is afraid to get hit. He's he's basically said that in his interviews. He said, I'm 
I'm afraid of brain damage. Uh, I've been really watching out with head trauma, so who knows? Interesting. Cornello also he has sixty four percent striking accuracy versus Burgos is forty eight percent. So Ooh. this guy lands, man. He lands his punches. Okay. He's accurate. Okay. Um, if you had to say uh, keys to winning this fight for both fighters, Burgos obviously you know good head movement, uh, good counter punching, yep. good defense as best as you can. Would you try to take it to the ground for Burgos? No. Not at all? Okay. I say keep it a stand-up fight. Um, Cornchill is a, is a black belt in BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Yeah. So, But Burgos is also a black belt in karate. So I'd keep it at a stand-up game. Cornchillo, he looks more stationary to me. More Burgos is, is more bouncy. So I, and for me, I think the fight can go either way, but I think it's a third-round knockout for Cornchillo. I'm wondering if second round Quarantillo starts to get a little bit more creative by going into grappling, like, you know, potentially uh, getting him locked up in the clinch, you know, just suffocating him, just draining him of his energy. And then maybe that's when in the third round, when he's worn out, um, obviously when he's concerned about getting cracked, because, you know, the, he's got to keep his head moving, going, he's got to keep his head on a swivel. Obviously, that's when he would take advantage. So. It's going to be very intriguing. I do have Quarantillo with the uh, TKO win in the third. You have it in the third also. Third as well. Going to be a good fight. Two intriguing uh, fighters. Now moving to the next fight. Oh, here we go. Frankie Edgar. The legend Frankie Edgar and Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera. What I like about Cheeto Vera, though, he has O'Malley's only loss. Is it a loss, though, Jake? Is I don't know. I don't know. The uh, the Sugar Athletic Commission, uh, it doesn't deem it as a loss. It, uh, it deems it as a doctor stoppage because O'Malley's uh, nerve in his foot shut off. So his leg gave out. That's just an interesting fact out there. Should be a doctor stoppage. <laughs> Should my be. Opinion. So Frankie the Answer Edgar. No losses. Versus Marlon Cheeto Vera. Frankie... Number eight in the Bantamweight division. And Vera, number 13 in the Bantamweight division. Frankie Edgar, 23-9-1. Cheeto Vera, 17-7-1. Edgar coming off a loss. Vera obviously coming off a win. But who did he lose to? Do you know who he lost to? Who did he lose to? Sandman. Corey Sandman. Who just fought. Which I do think he should have won. That was a tough one, man. Peter Jan's obviously a dog. Corey Sanhagen, it, it's far it, from insane. over with him. It's insane. far from over with him. He's it sucks a great that it, fighter. It sucks that it came down to a to a decision. Yeah. But I think that Sanhagen's gonna run that back for sure. Once the whole Aljo and uh, Jan thing's over with. So I have the numbers here actually for the fight. Way more significant strikes for. Corey Sandhagen here a ton. I just, that's all I got to say. Should have won. Uh, Frankie Edgar, kind of short, five foot six. Don't matter. Cheeto Vera, five foot eight. Same thing. Frankie Edgar, he does. He's not a weight bully. One thirty five in that octagon. Cheeto Vera, one forty eight in that octagon. Reach advantage goes to Cheeto Vera at seventy and a half inches. Leg reach advantage goes to Cheeto Vera again at forty and a half inches. Now we go into stats. Percentage by KOTKO, uh, KO, 26% to Frankie, 33% to Cheeto Vera. 
Submission, though. Here we go. 44% yeah. to Cheeto Vera. He's a ground game specialist. Yes. 17% to Frankie Edgar. And okay, so Frankie yes. Edgar's a decision machine yes. at 57%. And that's what I have written down here. Average fight time, 16 minutes and 29 seconds to Frankie Edgar. 11 minutes and 2 seconds to Cheeto Vera. And then knockdown average, 0.1 per 15 minutes to Edgar. And then 0.4 per 15 minutes to Cheeto Vera. Yeah. Uh, Both of these guys, they love fighting on the ground. All right. Round and pound, submission, they don't care. They can do it all. Frankie loves the ground and pound. Cheeto Vera loves a submission game. Go either way. You know, Cheeto Vera's 28 years old, and Edgar's 40. So is that going to take a toll? Possibly. Is that going to have an effect? Possibly, because you can definitely factor in that Edgar's experience is a little bit of an edge here. That's for sure. He's been in this fight game for, fuck, I don't know how many years. But Marlon's got a motor, he's got a motor, a motor on him, man. He's got the stamina on him. That he does. Um, his takedowns, though he has very low takedown percentage, like overall for 15 minutes, it's 42% that he gets it. 42%, that's pretty high to get a takedown. Okay. This, this is definitely going to be a ground fight. It's going to be on the ground for both of them. I think Cheeto Vera takes it in submission by the second round. Submission in the second round. Okay. We're naked choke. I'm going to have... Now, at first, I was thinking Edgar, you know, he's going he's gonna to get a bounce back win. But Champion. I've changed my mind. I'm going to have uh, Cheeto Vera by decision. He's just going to be smothering uh, Edgar yeah. in that third round. That's the round that he's going to take for himself for sure. That's going to be his money round. You know, the first round, it could go either way. Second round, definitely to Vera. Vera's going to either have him in the clinch or he's going to be going for submissions. I could definitely see Edgar working out of the guard a lot on his back yeah. after being taken down. Um, but, yeah, in that third round, Vera's probably going to be all over him, probably looking for a rear neck, rear naked choke. Um, I could see Edgar just working out of the guard at his own will for his own good, pretty much just trying to survive. You know, he's gassed out, and I see it being a dominant decision win to Marlon Cheeto Vera. Like I said, like like you said, actually, fifty seven percent of Edgar's fights wins are by decision. Fifty seven. So he's probably and his just going to look twenty three. Twenty three wins by decision. No, twenty three wins total. Oh, total. My bad. So fifty seven percent. It's insane. He's just going to look. He can go the distance. Yeah. So if it's on the ground, you know he has good defense and he has good ground and pound. That's what he's. He's good at it. I will say, though, Cheeto Vera's stand-up is definitely getting way better. better. Yeah. Way better for sure than Frankie's. Frank Edward. Frank it's, Edgar. It's definitely sharpened up each fight. Yeah. Um. You know, the keys for Edgar, obviously, just, you know, get the best of him in the ground game. You know, get him trapped in a clinch. Yeah. Um. Don't get rocked. That's for sure. Just pretty much, I'd say, keep him contained and just outwork him uh, with grappling. You know, get on top of him, smother him. He's got to stay on top. Control him in side mount. Obviously, just stay in control to the point where you can hang on for that decision win because you're, de- you're a decision machine. Yeah. But for Cheeto Vera, same thing. Outwork him on the ground. You know, wear him out and stand up. Crack him a few times. Get him wobbled. Get uh, 
keep him trapped in the clinch. I see it being a decision win to Vera, but if he wins by submission, that's perfect, though. I, this is a big fight for Cheeto Vera. You know, Edgar's old. He's on his way out, we could say. Yeah. I, I would say. Legend, though. He's a legend. Rank eight, though. Cheeto Vera, this would be a big bump for him. Still hanging up. on. He has lost to Aldo, and he's beat Sugar Sean. And he won his last fight by unanimous decision. Just complete domination. Cheeto so, Vera did. Yeah. I think Cheeto Vera does take it. I think he's going to go the distance, though. Cheeto Vera has it. Now, moving on, this is when things get very exciting as we have fucking websites loading. Oh, yeah. Absolute banger of a fight here. Thug Rose, Namajunas versus, pronounce Shang, it? Shang Wei Li. Shang Wei Li. A strawweight bout. Both dogs. Both, Both absolute dogs. dogs. I love the press conference. Thug Rose is always the best. A joy to watch in the presser. Zhang Wei Li, you know, she had a good moment with Colby Covington. Um, I think that this is just going to be an exciting bout for sure. The champ, Thug Rose, is at an 11 and 4 overall record. Zhang Wei Li, though, 21 and 2. She lost her first ever fight. And then won 21 straight. She's coming off a loss. Thug is coming off a win. Um, Thug Rose, 5'5". Five five. Zhang Wei Li, 5'4". Thug Rose, a little bit of a weight bully. She walks in that octagon at about 128 pounds. Zhang Wei Li, 114. So she's just hanging on there, making weight. Thug Rose has a 65-inch reach advantage. Zhang Wei Li at 63 inches. Uh, Thug Rose again with the leg reach advantage, 39 and a half inches. Yep, and uh, that advantage happened last fight. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right to the face, right to the dome. Cracked her chin. So now we go to stats. K-O-T-K-O. Oh, boy. 18% to Thug Rose, 48% to Zhang Wei Li. She wins most of her fights by submission. 55% in submission to Thug Rose, 33% to Zhang Wei Li. Decision, 27% to Thug Rose, 19% to Zhang Wei Li. Average fighting time, 11 minutes and 31 seconds to Thug Rose, 10 minutes and 7 seconds to Zhang Wei Li. Uh, knockdown average, 0.47 per 15 minutes to Thug Rose, 0.25 minutes. To Zhang Wei Li. All right, let's get into this for sure. Thug Rose, always a pleasure to watch. Zhang Wei Li, very intriguing, that's for sure. She's dominant, she's lethal, she's very accurate with her striking. Do you know what her nickname is? What's her nickname? Her nickname is Magnum. Magnum. I call her Absolute Tank. She is a tank in there. There's no stopping her. She's giant. Look at her. It's going to be a battle, that's for sure. This is going to be Thug Rose's biggest challenge, obviously. Again. Yeah, again. So her defense is 100% going to be tested even more. Um, but I think that her coaching in her camp definitely has her well-prepared for this. Always. Yeah, always. She trains, I, I want to say, with the same coaches as Kamaro Usman and Justin Gagey. They do train with Justin Gagey a lot. Yeah, they, uh, they've trained with Corey Sanhagen. So... I feel that uh, Thug is definitely well-coached coming into this. Her ground game, polished as ever. But in stand-up, you know, 
for her, I wouldn't want to stay too much in stand up. You know, obviously, if you if you land a few in there, definitely like you know just study her up in the first two rounds. If you're successful in stand up, keep it going. But if you can get her in a nice clinch, you know, if you can start smothering it, smothering her off of a takedown, go for it. Get those points. You know, just if you get her on the ground, keep it locked up. Keep keep her contained. Do not. Do not expose your chin. Stay patient. Stay calm. Stay solid on your end. For Zhang Wei Li, though, this is your chance to be all gas, no breaks. If you're cracking Thug Rose, test her chin. Get those combos right out the gate. You know, let's see what Thug Rose's defense is all about with this. Because Thug Rose is probably thinking, okay, if I'm not fighting a good fight, in stand up and my shot selection is sucking. I'm not gonna just stay standing up, just eating these hits and trying to throw back while I'm just bleeding out. You know, I'm gonna try to take her down. What are your keys to this, Dylan? Um Thug Rose, she's very bouncy in the ring. Yes. She moves a lot. Very shifty. Jane Wheelie, not so much. She's a tank though. She just char- she keeps charging. But I think Thug Rose, you know, Really shifty, can miss those punches, make make a good slip, get a takedown. I think she's going to win by submission. Submission? Third round. Third round. So for this one, uh, going to be a roller coaster of a fight. I could see the first round going to Wei Li. She gets, yeah. Yeah, she gets a little bit, she kind of gets the best of Thug Rose. Thug she, Rose might be bleeding a bit, yeah. you know. She she might have she might get popped in the eye. We could see her bruised up a bit. Second round goes to Thug Rose as she starts to get a little bit more relaxed, more comfortable. Um, you know, she's not stiff. She gets a takedown in. You know, we see the second round end with her, like let's say, um, operating uh, in a side mount or she's trying to work something in Zhang Wei Li's guard. Third round, though, that could go either way. Fourth round, I want to say by the end of the fourth round, Zhang Wei Li makes a mistake on the ground, and we see Thug Rose submit her by a rear naked choke. I think I have to agree with that. Yeah? I, I think I do. I don't think it's going to go four rounds, though. You know, Zhang Wei Li, she's coming back with a vengeance. She did not believe she should have lost in the first round of that kick. She really doesn't. She said she's not happy with it. If she was happy, if she would have lost in the third round or the fifth round by decision, you know, she's pissed. And like I said, Absolute Tank. That's her new nickname. Tank. Absolute Tank tank from you. Absolute Tank. Absolute Tank. You know, both fighters, Thug Rose is on a six-fight win streak, okay? Yeah. If she beats Zhang Wei Li again, she can officially say she's the best, and no one, no one can say anything about it. Her saying it, the last fight, and the last few fights, and all the press conferences, you know, we love her. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. But if she beats her on Saturday, she's she's the best. Yes. She's the best. No, there's no question. Jang Wei Li cannot say anything either. She say, it's, it can't be lucky that time. You, you, have, you have your redemption right here. I'm not at all going to count out Zhang Wei Li. I could totally see her just getting the best of Thug Rose. In a different circumstance, I want to say that if Thug Rose were to lose, it would be an early TKO loss. I want to say somewhere in the second round, she just gets hit, and then the hit, the hits just keep on coming. Zhang Wei Li just starts throwing combos. She lands them. She's accurate. You know, Thug Rose just gets pieced up, and then eventually gets knocked down, and then it's over from there. But for Thug Rose, I want to say if she just stays in control, stays patient... 
you know, uh, doesn't fight so much with emotion. Because obviously, if you're going to get popped, you want to throw it back. You know, it just stays composed, uh, finds that takedown, and then just fi- just finds the win from there, obviously. It's going to be a defensive game from her. Yeah. For sure, it's got to be. She's going to have to... She's going to have to have her head moving on point. Keep your hands up. You know, if your shot selection is th- isn't there, trust your ground game. Get her on the ground. Stay in control. And that's where I would see Zhang Wei Li making a mistake, turning on her back. Thug Rose yep. executes. Rear naked choke from there. Boom. Done in the fourth. But like what you said. I don't think it's going to go that far. Possibly even the third. I don't think it's going that far. So we both have Thug Rose winning. Now on to what we've all been waiting for. Main event. It's time, baby. Kamaru. Nigerian. Nigerian Nightmare. Nightmare Usman, the welterweight champ versus Colby Chaos, Chaos Covington. Covington. Wow. Number two. Here we go. First fight they had. Legendary. One of the best ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's. That was an absolute battle. Colby Covington. No wrestling. Just stand up. Fractured his jaw. Fought. Um, I think everyone was a little surprised that they stayed in stand-up, but that was a bit of a dogfight, that's for sure. And they were testing each other's uh, stand-up. No one really tried any bit of a ground or that much of a ground game. But all right, so a 19-1 record to Kamaru Usman, a 15-2 record to Colby Covington. They're both coming off wins. Yeah. Kamaru, six feet tall. Colby Covington, five foot eleven. They both are listed at 170 pounds. That's even. Even. And Colby Covington isn't necessarily a weight bully. So, reach advantage goes to uh, Kamaru Usman, 76 inches to 72 inches. Their leg reach is even, though, at 41 inches. Now to the stats. KO, TKO percentage, 47% to Kamaru Usman, 20% to Colby Covington. 5%, 5%, a low 5% Damn. submission percentage to Kamaru Usman, 27% to Colby Covington. Decision, there, there's a little bit of a decision machine in both of them. 47% to Kamaru Usman, 53% to Colby Covington. They can go the distance like they did. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Average fighting time, 16 Minutes and 50 seconds to Kamaru Usman. 13 minutes and 54 seconds to Colby Covington. Knockdown average 0.48 per 15 minutes to Kamaru Usman and 0.1 to Colby Covington. This is going to be an all-out dogfight yet again. But like I told you a little bit yesterday, my takeaways from this, Kamaru does not have to engage in this dogfight if he wants to. Stay in control, stay patient, keep your shot selection right. If Colby wants to shoot, let him shoot. They're both great wrestlers. fucking great wrestlers. That's where I'm thinking it might end up on the ground, maybe late second, early third round, and we start to see them go at it. I could see uh, Kamaru working out of the guard. I could see Colby working out of the guard. I could see Colby even getting inside mount. That's for sure, too. But as for Usman, you don't have to go for the home run. Yeah, it's going to be great and all for the media. It's going to be great and all to see uh, Usman knock him out again. But you don't necessarily have to. Just stay in control, stay composed, stay ahead of him. 
Apply the pressure when you need to. Don't fight with the emotion like what Colby Covington supposedly does. Yeah. And you could even just take this to the judges because if it goes to the judges, unless Usman's absolutely getting his ass beat and dominated. Which I doubt. If it goes to the judges, it's going to Usman. And that's what I have Usman getting. I have Usman getting a two-point decision win by unanimous decision. And I'm sure that we're going to see some, you know, we're going to catch some shit from Colby Covington. He's going to say, all right, that's bullshit. I won that fight as expected. As expected, if it goes to the decision, don't or care. if it goes to the decision, care. don't harder. care. Don't Finish care. him. Work harder. Work harder. But if Colby does win it, he would have to finish Usman for sure. And if he were to finish it, it would be like late as hell in the fifth round. Kamaru somehow gets cracked bad, and uh, Colby would just finish him. I don't see Colby submitting Kamaru Usman. I could be wrong. I don't see it. But I don't see him submitting Usman. What are your takeaways from this? Um, their striking has improved, both both of them, a ton. New coaches on both ends. A ton. Improved a ton. You know, you saw with Kamaru versus Masvidal the second time. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. The distance control was there for Usman. When he first fought Colby, there were a bit of concerns with uh, distance because he was getting cracked like significantly to the jaw. He was eating some to the temple. But the body shot was working really well with Usman onto Covington. And Covington obviously got cracked in the jaw pretty bad, left his mouth wide open, got cracked, fractured his jaw. And it was just at the worst times that he was just eating hits. So distance control has gotten a lot better for Usman. His boxing is much more polished. Both have new coaches. And I think that Colby's stand-up game has definitely improved off of this new camp. Um, Continue with your takeaways. You know, I think, like like you said, same thing. Usman by decision. These guys can go the distance. They're known for it. Yes. I don't know how many fights uh, Usman's won by decision, but I know that uh, Covington, he's won eight fights by decision, and he's won 15, so over half. You know, so he can go the distance for sure, which they did already in their first fight. Uh, their striking advantage, way more to Usman, 54%. Towards Covington's 38%. Yeah. Usman's more accurate. Their chins are just great. I hope they just they just strike each other the whole fight, just like last fight. It was a great just fight. Just stay in stand-up. But like you said, you think Usman's going to take the smarter route, take it to the ground. I wouldn't be surprised if Usman uh, tests Colby's defense in a clinch. And I'm going Usman, for the fans here, you know. Yeah. We all want to see a great fight. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But realistically, I would say, you know, second round, if Usman starts to fall into a little bit of trouble, he's getting hit a bit, that's when he would test Covington's defense out of the clinch. And Usman is great out of the clinch. Because once he has you there in the clinch, he did this to he did this to Masvidal in the first time around. He kept him in the clinch. He obviously stomped on his foot, and they were pissed at that. If, it's illegal, though. Yeah, if Usman has to be snoozeman, as they call him, he can who do cares? it and just yeah, who cares? He can do it, just take control, stay ahead of him, and just keep him contained. He's won eighteen fights in a row and he's the champ, so gonna be very interesting to see if uh Covington can work his way out of that clinch. But I could definitely see uh Usman just out of nowhere, you know, going for a clinch and then it leads to a takedown, or Usman just right away goes for a double leg or a single leg, takes him down. 
Covington does take pride in his takedown defense. Yeah. Hell of a wrestler. But, you know. Was he All-American? Yeah. Yeah. It could definitely shock him in that second or third round where he gets taken down. On the other end, I don't think that Covington's going to try the ground game only if he has to. So let's say Usman does shoot. Covington's well-prepared. Has him in a guillotine or is now on his back in a guard and then just has him secure from there and is working out of his back and is not getting smothered. But as for Covington going to shoot, I don't see it, but I wouldn't rule it out. You know, in the late rounds, Usman's a different dog with stamina, uh, with stamina so I don't want to say that Usman would be worn out and then gets taken down and is on his back or is up against the cage. What do you think with Covington's ground game here? If he does try to shoot... It will not work. I I do not think it's going to work at all. You know, I think Covington's going to try to keep it striking. But Usman, like you said, I think he is going to try to play it smart. Take it in the clinch. Maybe get him on the ground. Uh, You know. Yeah, if Marty has to be snoozeman, you can be snoozeman and win. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's tough to say, but... It, this, it's true. It's either you're a big Covington guy or you're a big Usman guy. There's yeah. no in between. I like Covington as a fighter, personally. His personality, I don't I don't really care for it. But It sells. Yeah, it I'll give sell. him that. Yeah. But I'm a big Usman guy, so. Yeah. And uh, they love to hate. Well, I'll give it to both. They love to hate on both because Covington's not at all afraid to speak his mind. He's not at all afraid to call out bullshit. And he comes up with just the funniest shit. Like this man called uh, uh, Hamzat Chemeyev, if that's how you uh, pronounce it. Yeah. He called him Kumshat Chemeyev when uh, when people already brought Chemeyev's uh, fucking name into facing Covington after this fight, regardless of who wins. Well, what what do you call Kamaru? Snoozeman? Yeah, they call him Snoozeman. Covington's snoo- known for the same stuff, too. Yeah, He's they- known for just sitting there in the clinch and winning by points, winning by decision. Yeah. They're... These two fighters are. They great also for call each him other. fake uh, Marty Fake Newsman too. But that's from Covington, and Co- Covington's an absolute comedian. So they love to hate on uh, Covington because he's not afraid to call out bullshit and for other political reasons. But uh, Usman's also hated on because I guess like I was doing more research into it on YouTube. People like to call him two faced. People like to call him fake. Uh, people say that he puts on an act. Uh, where he tries to pose as a thug, but he's not an actual thug. People try to say he's soft. People try to say that, you know, he talks all this shit like he's going to knock someone out. Never and then happens. it never happens, happen. even though he sent fucking Masvidal on his face and then cracked uh, Covington's jaw. But there's hate on both ends, you know, as there should be. Covington, outspoken guy, not afraid to speak his mind, not afraid to call out bullshit. And, you know, obviously this gimmick or whatever you want to call it, it's it's not the real him. The nerds and virgins? Yeah. Greetings, nerds and virgins. Obviously, it's not the real him, but it sells. And look at how much money he's making off that shit. Usman, he's managed by the fucking top manager in the UFC, uh, Ali Abdi Abziz, if I can pronounce that correctly. Same management as Islam uh, Mashekov, if that's how you pronounce it. Same management as Gagey, same management as Thug Rose, same, uh, same management as UFC legend Khabib Nurmagomedov, same management as Cody Garbrandt, 
Scott fucking manages everyone. Frankie Edgar. So Ali's, he's got two dogs in uh, fights this weekend. and the, Or three, three, I should say. Gagey, Edgar. Gagey, Edgar, Usman, and who else? Who's the fourth? Rose. Oh, yeah, Thug Rose. Rose. Um, yeah, so there's hate on both sides, but there's comedy from both sides. Because Covington, you know... Do you think they really hate each other or they're just trying to sell it? That little, uh, that little PR stunt today from Usman, that was, a little PR, uh, that was a little PR stunt to sell the fight. I don't want to say it's hate. It's definite bad blood, but not hate. Because, you know, Covington wants the belt back, obviously. Covington wants to prove that, that his jaw was cracked and he was still able to go... And he basically just wants to prove that Usman got that lucky shot on him. And that doesn't define everything. But Usman wants to continue his dominance. Usman's also been talking a shitload. But yeah. so has Covington. So, no he's hate. He's finally you know, coming out of a shell where he's, he's not Mr. Nice Guy and he actually wants to kill somebody now. Do you think he's going to start getting more knockouts? Or do you think he's going to play at Snoozman? I want to say he goes Snoozman and gets that de- uh, decision victory for sure. But, you know, things got personal in the presser today. Fucking Covington brought up Usman's father, who has faced uh, legality issues, and said, you know, I can talk to his fucking parole officer, and I could talk to NYPD and get him out here to, you know, see the fight and all. So when things get personal like that, you know, the blood just boils. It happens. Like when uh, Usman said, Usman got called, uh, like, the ugliest welterweight fighter that... uh, Covington has ever seen and then he goes oh if I'm ugly I broke your face and then that obviously got to Covington and Covington said wait till I see wait till I see you again Marty uh fake news fake news or Marty fake newsman you're dead you're dead so like I said that's why I don't think it's it's going to the ground I think they're gonna just stand up again the blood is bad here beat the crap out of each other but I got Kamara Usman and still yeah. Good luck to still. both. Hashtag and still. Hashtag and still. But good luck to both fighters. It's going to be a fucking banger, dude. It's going to be a hell of a show. Got to give respect to all fighters on this card. That's 100%. Yep. You know, I'd love to see Michael Chandler go out there and just shock the world with an upset. Who if- are you most excited for? Which fight? Outside of the last one, Michael Chandler and Justin Gagey. And I love Thug Rose. I, I think that's going to be my most... I think that's going to be performance of the night. Gagey and Chandler. I think that's going to be fight of the Gagey night. Gagey and Chandler. Fight of the night. It sucks they're only three rounds. It sucks. But, hey, that's going to be three rounds of hell right there. I'm also excited to see Billy uh, Quarantillo. Yeah, maybe he's get on, his name in there. Ranked. You know, like I said, he's a dog. He stays in your face and he's not scared to take a hit. He'll stay right there with you. Let me ask you this. At the end of this fight with Kamaru Usman and uh, Colby Covington, no matter the outcome, whether it's a fucking no contest, whether it's a fucking win to Colby Covington and new, or a win to Usman and still. Hashtag and still. Hashtag and still. Yeah. Do we see... Props from both sides and respect. Yes, yes. You, you, you think? I do. I do. I, I truly do. You know, I, I do. 
I want to say it's going to be a similar... I think this is all just a stunt. You think so? PR stunt? Yeah. Yeah, because when... The way that it looked today when Marty pushed uh, fucking... Wait, you're calling him Marty now. Covington. Oh, it's funny. It's comedy. <laughs> it's it's comedy. It's marketable. Um, When he pushed him today, it looked like... It didn't look real. It was a little set up because he goes, let's get closer. Yeah. He and Dana right. was doing the... Whoa, 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 whoa. It was like... Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. Shout out, Dana. Send me over some of that uh, Howler whiskey, please. Yeah. And then fucking Mar- Marty just throws out a slight push. And then Dana, all Dana says is, whoa, what are you doing, fucking motherfucker? And then Covington's just laughing like, is that all you got, bitch? Is that all you got? And then, of course, Kamaru's like, what's up? What's up? That's where they say that his cringe side comes out. Yeah. And another... Because it just doesn't look hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, another factor in his cringe that. side was when they were finally, like... Uh, when they were close to each other, when they first got to New York, uh, Kamara was like, we live 20 minutes from each other. Let's set it up. If we got beef, we got beef. Let's set it up. Come on. And then, you know, Covington's just there to talk his shit to, you know, try to so. get in Kamara's head. But I, I did see a good point uh, in a comment section today. What if they're both intimidated by each other? That's what I think it is. 100%. That's great. 100% Colby getting his jaw cracked is still there in his head. Like, holy That's shit. That's one of the most painful things you can go through. And he, he broke it, what, the second round? That's what they said? Yeah. Second he or said, third, one of the two. I think it was the second. He says, I think my jaw's broken. And then Joe Rogan comments on He's like, I think he just said his jaw's broken. And then they show his mouth is wide open. Crazy Marty, ass motherfucker Marty still just went. cracks him right there with his mouth open. He's got to keep his mouth closed, man. And then Kamaro knows that Colby Covington is a different beast. He's insane. He's an insane he's human being insane. for one. He, he's actually insane. He's actually a sociopath. Like, when we saw the soft side of him today when he was hugging uh, Zhang Wei Li, I was like, oh, my God. Because they asked Zhang Wei Li, how does it feel to sit next to uh, Colby Covington? And then she said in Chinese, I feel safe, secure, and protected. And then he, like, hugged her and then, like, smiled. And then Michael Chandler did the whole, where's my hug? He feels protected. To sit next to her. She's a tank. Yeah. She'll kill fuck. anybody. Uh, yeah, and then Mike Chandler did the whole my hug. And then she hugged uh, fucking Michael Chandler. So at the end of the fight, I could see it being a similar outcome as Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori when they gave each other props and they gave each other respect. I could see it, uh, you know... Win or lose to Kamaro, win or lose to Colby, they go... I know we don't like each other, but respect. Yeah. We shared the octagon, and we we were in all-out battles. So respect there. Congrats on your victory. Do you, think, you think they're going to touch gloves in the beginning? No, hell no. I don't think so either. Hell no. I think every fight, except for the, 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 two, the two title fights, all the rest are going to touch gloves except for those last two. It'll be very interesting if... Uh, Chandler and Gagey don't touch gloves, but I see them doing it. Yeah, they They will. Because they didn't shake hands at the presser or in the face-off. They'll they'll touch gloves. Yeah. It's nothing but respect with those two. Gagey's too nice of a guy. Yeah, things did get a little heated there. And he did say, he was like, you know, um, he said, I like Michael Chandler, but I'm going to love punching him in his face. Yeah. So. And, you know, both of them, like I said, Great fighters, they fight exactly the same, and they celebrate the same. They do a backflip off the cage. So who's going to do the backflip? What do you think? Oh, obviously Gagey. That was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 
either that or he's just worn out to shit after a decision win and is just like, fuck this, man. Like, you know, on to the next. But, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll come down. I, I do see us uh, great card. seeing a little bit of a handshake with uh, Kamaro and... Uh, at the end, yeah, Me too. and Covington. If Covington wins, he's gonna be just fired up, and I could definitely see him walking over to Usman and being Good like, respect. like, hey, fucking big respect, Marty Usman, like you know. Yeah. And Kamaro's probably gonna be devastated, and you know that's where we will see Kamaro's character tested. Will he be like, no, fuck this, I'm walking away, I'm out of here, let's get on the flight, Ali, or will he be like, you know what, respect? Yeah, I think he's gonna do respect, and then. But we could also see, if he wins by decision, we could see Colby be like, no, that's bullshit. No, I'm not shaking your fucking hand. That's bullshit, fake, Marty fake newsman. So you, you think the only way that they're going to shake hands is if it's by knockout or submission? Yeah, if one of them's finished. Because I don't think that Colby, He's for one second, is going to accept a decision uh, loss. And uh, Kamaru's character will be tested if he loses and he's finished. Because, he, like I said, he could totally be like, yeah, man, big respect, you know. Hell of a hell of a job. Let's run a trilogy. Yeah, Dana's gonna love that. Or he could be like, no, no, forget this, and then just turns away. Or maybe, for all we know, they could totally keep them away from each other at the end. That's also true. So banger of a card. Keep sticking with us, guys. Uh, We're new to this, but we're gonna keep this rolling. We're working on it. Shout out Ethan. Shout out Justin. Shout out. Everyone at HNL, shout out to the uh, to our supporters, man. We can't do this without you guys. Um, definitely hit up Manning44 on Instagram. Uh, tune into his baseball pod with Colin Ryan and Justin Upchurch. Stino Upch on Instagram was on as well today. Hell of a show. Banger of shows, guys. Tune in. You know, we got Tuesday football show. Those are always bangers. You guys are missing out. Wednesday, we're going to try for more UFC pods. And then, obviously, Ethan's banger of a baseball show is on Thursdays, guys. Baseball fans, tune in. Get that good info. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lincoln bio. Built different, if you want to get a little bit more interesting, is on Fridays. A little more personal. Yeah. So, peace out, guys. Much love. Shout out HNL. Shout out the fans. See you later. We out. Love you, Dana.